0: You are listening to The Bible Breakthrough with Pastor David Engman and Scott Brecky. In this study, we will break down the Bible from B.C. to A.D. chronologically while offering historical context and real-life application for today. This series is brought to you by the Breakthrough Media Network.
1: Hi, my name is Pastor Dave Engman and this is Scott Brecky. And we want to welcome you to the Bible Breakthrough, and we want to thank you for joining us. Ultimately, know this, our goal is to lead you into a deeper, more intimate relationship with Jesus.
2: And please look for the bonus video to this episode as we discuss various topics that come up because of the scripture we cover today. Also, the show notes will be linked in the description of this video.
1: Alright, so in the last episode we read Genesis 5, 1-32, through 32, and here we read about Adam's descendants and how humanity grew to become independent families and tribes. The scripture that we're going to cover today is Genesis 6, 1-22, through and learn about a world gone wrong and a new beginning for humanity, starting with the flood. The questions you should be considering as you listen are, what does this mean? And how can I apply what I'm learning to my life? Now. Yeah, before we uh, read and open the Bible, let's pray. Mm.
2: So, Lord, Father, I just pray that you would, um, your word says to teach the word. So, oh. so Lord, I just pray that we, you would give us uh, the knowledge to do that. And, Father, I pray for our audience that you would open their minds and their ears to hear the scriptures, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. <clears throat> All right, so let's open up the Bible and let's read the passage starting in Genesis chapter 6, verse 1 through 22. Scott, would you read that? All right, A World
2: Gone Wrong. Then the people began to multiply on the earth, and daughters were born to them. The sons of God saw the beautiful women and took any they wanted as their wives. Then the Lord said, my spirit will not put up with humans for such a long time, for they are only mortal flesh. In the future, their normal lifespan will be no more than 120 years. In those days, and for some time after, giant nephilites lived on the earth. For whenever the sons of God had intercourse with women, they gave birth to children who became the heroes and famous warriors of ancient times. The Lord observed the extent of human wickedness on the earth, and He saw that everything they thought or imagined was consistently and totally evil. So the Lord was sorry He had ever made them and put them on the earth. It broke His heart. And the Lord said, I will wipe this human race I have created from the face of the earth, yes, and I will destroy every living thing, all the people, the large animals, the small animals that scurry along the ground, and even the birds of the sky. I am sorry I ever made them. But Noah found favor with the Lord. The story of Noah. This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, the only blameless person living on the earth at the time. And he walked in close fellowship with God. Noah was the father of three sons, Shem, Ham, and Jepheth. Now God saw that the earth had, built, had become corrupt and was filled with violence. God observed all this corruption in the world, for everyone on the earth was corrupt. So God said to Noah, I have decided to destroy all living creatures, for they have filled the earth with violence. Yes, I will wipe, out, I will wipe them all out along with the earth. Build a large boat from cypress wood, and waterproof it with tar inside and out. Then construct decks and stalls throughout its interior. Make the boat 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. Leave an 18-inch opening below the roof all the way around the boat. Put the door on the side and build three decks inside the boat, lower, middle, and upper. Look! i am about to cover the earth with a flood that will destroy every living thing that breathes everything on earth will die but i will confirm my covenant with you so enter the boat you and your wife and your sons and their wives bring a pair of every kind of animal a male and female into the boat with you to keep them alive during the flood pairs of every kind of bird and every kind of animal, and every kind of small animal that scurries along the ground, will uh, will come to you to be kept alive. And be sure to take on board enough, take on board enough food for your family and for all the animals. So Noah did exactly everything exactly as God had commanded him.
1: Well done. Well done, Scott. Um, We're moving to the facts <laughs> The facts Pastor. Nothing but the facts um, Alright, well at this point in history uh, We can see that earth was no longer The perfect paradise that God had intended And that broke his heart mm-hmm. um, this, What we just read of course is, the, is a record Of why the destruction of the old world Was necessary So it's here uh, that we can see a few things. Um, Number one, we can see how quickly all of humanity forgot about God. We can see how much God hates sin and judges those who enjoy it. We can see how serious the consequences are of sin. We can see how God also protects those uh, who are faithful and obedient. And then, because of Noah's character, what I've noticed is God gave him special favor. Mm. Uh, And and we can see that in the way he communicated with Noah, uh, that he provided very specific and special instruction to Noah to build the ark and to do that for his safety, really, to protect him and his family. And then we also notice that God brought all the animals to Noah and to the ark. in other words he didn't have to go out and round them up so these are the facts these are the facts Scott what do you see um, are the main points of what we're talking about what we just read
2: yeah so um, God really he reveals really how much like our actions affect him and here we have you know that man's actions break God's heart Mm -hmm. (laughs) sometimes we we think of God of maybe being bigger than, like, actually having a, like, that, that affecting him, but it does.
0: Mm-hmm. Our
2: actions are affecting, um, you know...
1: Uh, they affect God's. God.
2: Yeah, they affect him.
1: They affect him. So uh, Two reasons. Two reasons for this level of wickedness that we can, you know, discuss and so forth. But uh, I saw two reasons. Number one, uh, the level of wickedness increased as the population increased. Mm-hmm. And so, if you think about this, there was a blessing back in Genesis 1:28, and the blessing was God saying, uh, "I'm blessing you now. Go, be fruitful, and multiply, and fill the earth." So there was a blessing there, and then um, what what the enemy has done is uh, he brought that blessing he, he tried to convert that into a curse because the more people began to populate the earth and as time went on, um, people were forgetting about God. And then the second thing is is that uh, the level of wickedness we we read right here had to do with this idea of um, the sons of God, you know, having intercourse with the daughters of men now we can talk a long time about that because i think there's a lot there Mm -hmm. Uh, but what it boils down and and, and by the way we will we will dive into that in our um, question time but uh, what it boils down to is an unequally yoked relationship uh, will almost always take good and convert it to evil not the other way around and so the two reasons for the level of wickedness one large population growth um, which and, and over time which people forgot about God and then two um, all of these unequally yoked relationships believers marrying or or having sex if you will with unbelievers
2: and then um one thing that I wanted to bring up is like their you know their disobedience to to God and he's like shortening their time so he goes on and says like he's going to put a limit Mm -hmm. to how much he's going to put up with this disobedience, with this sin. Right. And obviously this, you know, broke his heart, but he recognized it as being rebellion against him. And he he sets that limit as, and we know that moving into Noah building the ark, that there's, there's coming a great flood. Right. And there's only so many, so many, so much time before God's just like, all right, enough is enough. Right. So, uh, you know, Obviously, sin, disobedience and um violence i mean these all all these things break out wickedness um
1: that that come up so so you know disobedience leads to God's withdrawing from us yeah. from humanity and and i and I we can read it right there I mean it, he made it very clear that it was <clears throat> um, the Lord said. Uh, in verse 3, my spirit will not put up with humans for such a long time. Mm-hmm. So what God is essentially saying here is this. You know, there's a limit to how much I'm going to put up with here. And at that point, we knew that these people, as we discovered in, in the previous episodes, as we read, they lived 900 some odd years. And, you know, and, I, and, and what I feel like God is saying here is this. Um. Because God's sovereign, um, he knows as, as, he's dis, as he's revealing this to us, what he knows is, is that they're not going to change. So 900 years of putting up with this is just too much.
2: Yeah.
1: When he knows they're not going to change. Mm-hmm. When he can look into the heart of every human being and see no good, he said right there, consistently and totally evil. Every thought. Yeah. Right? God's like, all right, I'm done. I'm going to say right here now, going forward into the future, 120 years is the the lifespan, at least as far as this particular uh, version of Bible speaks, is going to be 120 years. And so, isn't
2: it it funny that we see that today implemented in? There's not, there's very very few people that are that are living till 120.
1: Yeah, I mean it's almost unheard of. The
2: average, I think, the average person in the United States is living to like seventy-eight years old. Exactly. So shortening it, I mean, and I'm so, I'm I'm grateful that that's what God's plan was because, this is what He wanted to do. Right. He saw that if people are going to live to be this long, then every single thought, imagined, is going to be evil. Mm-hmm. So, that's God's plan. All right, and I got trusted. He knows what he's doing, so yeah.
1: God, God is um, um, God is revealing to us the level for which He will put up with, and mm-hmm. then He defines a limit to that. And so, I think that's an important, important thing for us to recognize that, you know. No matter where you are in your journey with the Lord, um, if you are someone who's been prone to rejecting God and you're listening to this, you know, I just want to encourage you to stop doing that. Because our days are numbered. We don't know when our last day on earth will be. Could be today for some of us. And if you're if you're not uh, if you're still in a place where you are rejecting God, then once you go, once you die, you don't get that second chance. You know, the most important thing that happens when we die, and we will know it the minute we die, we will go, all right, the first thing we'll think of is, is our name written in that book over there? You know? I mean, immediately. You'll be like, because it'll be right there. You'll be right there. And and you'll be like, oh, man, I, it's my name in there, right?
2: Yeah, maybe that's a good transition to our last key point. So it says that, uh, you know, we can actually, that man can actually find favor with God. And we see that in verse 8, that but Noah, thank goodness there's a but Noah in there, yep. found favor with the Lord. Mm-hmm. So how do you think he did that? How do you think that, you know Noah was able to find favor out of all these people. Obviously, we don't know that exactly how many people were on the earth at this time, but thank goodness there's at least one.
1: Well, and I think that that's a key point, too, mm-hmm. to just make before we transition that. Here's the deal. There was a ton of wickedness. Yeah, It was everywhere. It was rampant. God searched. He looked, and he only found one. But here's the good news. There was one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: God found one. And God can find favor with you um, if if um, you are faithful and obedient to him, yeah. he'll find favor with you, and that's good news. We want to be there. So yeah, uh, how? Uh, first of all, look. I think it's important to note that Noah was not a sinless man. No, he's a man just like me and you. Right, and yeah. he didn't have a redeemer at that stage in history. There wasn't Jesus wasn't his redeemer at that point. Mm-hmm and God in his infinite wisdom looked upon the heart of Noah and recognized him as a man of righteousness a man that didn't forget about God mm-hmm. and it was because of that and his obedience by the way faithfulness is believing what you're told God tells Noah something God and Noah believes it and then God says I want you to do something and Noah obeys it yeah is the part of the process that gave Noah that favor mm-hmm. with God. In my in my humble opinion.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I think too look at what God gave him to do. At that time, we still know no rain had fell on the earth yet he calls him to build a what is it, four hundred and fifty long boat? Mm-hmm. I mean this is no little boat. Right. And and my goodness, I mean I may have questioned that at the beginning of, of maybe my walk. Was, oh, was that really from the Lord? Well, according to what God told him and obedience to him, he went and did exactly what God had told him to do. And look, it saved him.
1: And it saved and his, his family.
2: And his wife and yep. his sons and his, and his son's wife.
1: But nobody else. But nobody else. And can you imagine? Again, here's the deal. There was no rain that had ever fallen on the earth. We're talking a couple thousand years at probably at this stage of history. Mm-hmm. no rain ever fell and here's a guy out building an ark <laughs> yeah. and they're like wait yeah. what are you doing yeah. and he's yeah. like I'm building an ark well why well yeah. because God said it's going to rain what's rain <laughs> they might even be like what the heck's an ark you know can you imagine <laughs> they're making fun of him they're ridiculing him this yeah. is like 450 feet long is a football field and a half yeah, of that's length a, that's, that's <laughs> you know that's a big boat yeah. you know imagine how long and hard that was and he didn't have much help no. Right. All right. I want to move. um, I want to move into application here because you know we always have to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit regarding application. Mm Application is about obedience, and being obedient is, as we discuss all the time, the key that unlocks the door to transformation. So, what good is knowledge if we don't apply it? Right. Yep. Scott, did you see any application? I did. So one of the things
2: that I thought of was are, are we acknowledging God even exists mm. I think one of the greatest lies the enemy tells people is that well when you die you're just dead you just end mm-hmm. um, really so are we acknowledging that God is even there and then are we if we do acknowledge him right are we in like what Noah's in close relationship with him are we having that intimate time between you and the Father? And a lot of times it comes in prayer, mm-hmm. just talking with God. Sometimes we people think it's like this thing that, oh, only the holy people can do. The Only only these people can do this, they can pray to the Lord. And it's like, well, this is just talking with the Lord. And part of it, like part of becoming righteous, like, like Noah was for myself, was just recognizing my need, recognizing that, that there is a Lord, that I needed him. And then I cried out in repentance to him. Oh, yeah. So, um, so that what was one thing.
1: So what is prayer, right? Prayer is a conversation. That's yeah. what it really is. And so um, if you believe there's God,
2: mm-hmm.
1: there is a God. If you believe that there is a God, okay, and you never talk to him, that'd be like getting married. To Right? It'd right. be like getting married to the love of your life. As soon as you seal the deal, you never talk to the love of your life again yeah I mean how would that relationship look right so so prayer application point prayer mm-hmm. uh, and communication um, is is something to consider in regards to application another thing is this how do we know if our actions are pleasing to God how do we know Noah's actions were clearly pleasing to God and he yeah. And the Lord found him, called him righteous, and found uh, yep. f- uh, and gave him favor. Um, so, if you wonder, if you wonder if your actions are pleasing to God, how do you know the difference between right and wrong? If you know what you're doing is wrong,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you keep doing it, that's sin. If you know what you're doing is right, and you keep doing it, that's obedience. Okay. So, another application point is. What might be uh, what might I be doing that I know is wrong? So and then what am I gonna do about that? Am I gonna am I gonna stop, recognize it, and change course? Because that's what repentance is. It's it's yeah. turning it's turning in the opposite direction from that for which we know is absolutely wrong.
2: And would you call that just conviction that you, you have something in your life, yeah. you know that you shouldn't be doing it. Yet we know, as sinful people, we, we you know sin's enjoyable. Yeah. But God's saying, nope. I want you to come yeah. to me more than more than that. Listen I to totally me. I'm trying agree. to to pour up, pour that up it's out of you.
1: Absolutely a conviction, and no. and that's the difference. It's conviction. It's it's us. Maybe uh, our conscience, right? Like our conscience is telling us, and don't do that. Mm-hmm. And then when we stop then we begin to please the Lord because that's his desire, transform our life. All right.
2: So how about you, our audience? Will you commit to apply what you've learned today and what Lord's teaching you uh, from hearing uh, the scripture that we read from today?
1: Look, if you're struggling with any of these um, scriptures, if you're wrestling with uh, anything in them or even anything that we're talking yeah, about, we, questions. It, we just want you to know it's all right to struggle. I mean, that's how we get from where we are to where we're going. We have to uh, we have to struggle our way through some of that and fight our way through. And I just want you to I want to encourage you, you're not alone in your struggle. You're not. All of us struggle. Right. You're not alone. A lot of people do. Right. Um, we want to encourage you to just hang in there. Just keep coming back, keep listening, keep diving into the Word of God. Mm
2: -hmm. So just a reminder to check out the bonus video to this episode as we dive deeper and discuss the topics to this episode.
1: Thanks for being a part of this, Scott. And we want to thank our listening audience as well. And we look forward, we look forward to our next meeting together in episode 8. And episode 8, we're going to be discussing how the flood uh, receded, uh, and we're going to talk about God's promises and our ongoing study of the first era beginnings. Thank you, and God bless. God bless.
0: Thank you for tuning in to The Bible Breakthrough with Pastor David Engman and Scott Brecky. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and will join us again for more of the Bible from B.C. to A.D. We are a volunteer-driven ministry and rely on you to help us get the word out to the world. Please like this podcast on Facebook, share it to your page, and continue to listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. This has been a broadcast of the Breakthrough Media Network.